Hello, welcome to Building Through Him podcast. My name is Mary Jo Parrish. I'm the founder of Kingdom Builders. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing hearing God's voice through his word, scripture. Oh, that's a tricky one, right? I always like to start off with some funny stories because we need to laugh some more. I've got 10 kids, so I got tons of funny stories because my life is kind of a hot mess all the time and the Lord just loves me there. So if you ever feel like, oh man, my life's too messy for the Lord to love me there, that's a lie of the enemy. The Lord loves you right there. So my three and five-year-old, they were out playing with their older brothers and sisters and the five-year-old's kind of getting good at manipulation. And he uh, runs into my bedroom and I'm working on my computer and he comes in. He's like, hi, mom. I was like, hi, honey. He's like, um, I love you. Love you too. Okay, I'll see you later. Like, okay, bye. He runs back out to those brothers and sisters, and they had been arguing out there. Comes back out and he said, Mom said, and all of his brothers and sisters were like, No, I said nothing. He knew, like, he was giving a little bit of time to make them think that he had gone to me and asked for whatever thing that he was lying about that he asked me. And all of them were like, Mom, you better not. And like, and I was like, hey, I said nothing. So at five years old, he already knows the manipulation. So I have, uh, you know, a ton of kids and I've been having them for like an eternity. My oldest is 26 and my youngest is three. And so I was getting the three-year-old ready for preschool. And he was acting all like sad and shy. My kids are super clingy when they're little. They definitely lose that as they get older, praise God. But he didn't want to go to preschool. He just wants to stay at my leg, just cling on to my leg. And I'm talking to Logan. He's a deacon. He'll be ordained a priest June of 2021, God willing. But I'm talking to him about, you know, his semester as a deacon and like the different stuff and going back and forth and trying to get Sebastian's shoes on, my three-year-old shoes on. And, and I was like, okay, Logan, I got to let you go because I got to get Sebastian to school. Otherwise, we're going to be late. And um, I've been doing this for so many years. I call myself a geriatric parent. I'm like tired and forget things all the time. So I'm like, my gosh, I'm such a geriatric parent. I'm so tired. And I end up driving to the wrong preschool. I'm like, and I finally get to that. I'm like in the parking lot. I'm like, what am I even doing here? I'm at the wrong preschool. So I have to like turn around and go to the other preschool. Everyone's looking at me strangely. Yep. I'm at the wrong preschool. I went to Logan's old preschool. <laughs> it's like, okay. This is God's telling me uh, at 40, at 46 years old, Mary Jo, you are pretty old. I'm a geriatric parent. So speaking of that, my husband was putting the kids to bed and uh, he was like, come on, Joseph, hurry up. And Joseph's five and he was getting sassy with Bill and, and he was like, Joseph, get into bed. You know, they, they always have like a thousand things that they need. And then Joseph got sassy, looked right at him and said, fine, you old grandpa. Um, which we all died laughing. Bill's like, hey, that's disrespectful. But let me still laugh about it because that's exactly how we feel. We feel like grandparents. We haven't been given a grandchild yet. We excitedly await for that day. But um, we feel like grandparents, but we're still managing to make it through. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all ages will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear Him. He has shown might with His arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry He has filled with good things, the rich He has sent away empty. 
He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise, to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Amen. So in Kingdom Builders, we always talk about our foundation. Our foundation is praying for a minimum of 10 minutes a day. We don't go one day without a minimum of 10 minutes of prayer because that is how the Father loves us, how he infuses his power into us so that we can do his will here on earth. We go to church on Sundays. It's a divine commandment. It's not a divine suggestion. We honor the Sabbath. And then number three, we stay in a state of grace. If we're struggling with any type of serious and mortal sin, we recognize it, and then we get to confession. And if that's enough, we go to self-help group or therapy or whatever, whatever it takes to remove ourselves from being in a state of mortal sin so that we can get the fullness of God's graces. This earth, walking this earth, is really hard. We need all of the graces that God wants to give us. So today we're just going to be talking about like how to hear God's voice through His Word, Scripture. Um, people call it Lexio Divina, and I think sometimes that makes people feel like really uncomfortable. It's like, oh, it's another language. just means divine reading. That's all it means, just to kind of simplify it. You don't ever have to be scared of reading the Word. Let's say you've never even opened up Scripture before. That's okay. I remember hearing um, this was, I'm trying to think, I was pregnant with... Landon at the time, and he's 19 or 18. So this is 19 years ago when I heard this woman say, I love St. Paul. I love how he used to be Saul, and I love his conversion, and blah, blah, blah. It starts going on and on. And and I thought to myself, who is St. Paul? I had no idea who he was, okay? Um, I didn't know how to write a Bible scripture. I didn't know any of that. And I had gone to 12 years of Catholic school And I still didn't know. And the Lord can take you wherever you're at and bring forth such great faith and knowledge in Him. You just have to seek it. You know, you just have to start off somewhere. And so if you've never read the Word or never read it comfortably, we're just going to talk about that today. And I want you to be open to hearing His voice because He will talk to you. So sometimes we can feel like our prayer consists of like a one-way conversation, like you're just talking and listening for Him, but you're not hearing anything. So If you are really seeking your father's voice, this is where you're going to find it. St. Jerome tells us, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. That's really powerful. Ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. And so we're going to read scripture today as if every word was written directly to us. Because guess what? Every word was written directly to us. It's his love letter. If you want detailed steps that you can print out, we have those available on our website at buildingthroughhim.com. So these are the four steps of divine reading, or as people call it, Lexio Divina, is read, reflect, respond, remain. Read, reflect, respond, remain. So when we're reading, first of all, schedule 15 to 30 minutes. I would definitely suggest the 30 and remove distractions. I sometimes won't like keep my phone in another room because... I'm afraid like my kids will end up needing me or something. And so I want to keep my phone close to me. So you actually can set on your phone. um, It's like when you're driving, you can set a thing that will tell people like I'm driving right now or I'm praying right now if this is an emergency call back right away and it will let something go through. So just in case there's an emergency, if that steals any of your peace and joy, like you can set that on your phone. If you're not sure how to do it, just look it up on the Internet. There's ways to do it on every phone. But mine says I'm praying right now. I'll call you back when I'm done. If this is an emergency, you know, whatever. 
And that way I can just be in peace and schedule that 30 minutes just to hear him and be present. So we're also going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. And that comes from St. Teresa of Avila. Her spiritual director told her that, and that deeply increased her prayer. So we're going to say, come, Holy Spirit, come. So I just want you to say that right now. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Our voice has power, and so we are definitely going to use our voice. And then you're just going to take a few moments to close your eyes, to slow your breathing, and to calm your mind. If you're driving while listening to this podcast, you're not going to close your eyes, obviously. (laughs) But if you're not, just take a moment to close your eyes. And you're just going to choose a short section, smaller than 10 verses, and savor it and read it slowly. So I chose this section for today. And this is from the prophet Elijah. And this is God, like speaking to Elijah to give his people this message. And I want you to hear it as if God is speaking directly to you, because he is. I will go before you and level the mountains. Bronze doors I will shatter. Iron bars, I will snap. I will give you treasures of darkness, riches hidden away, that you may know I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. And so when we're listening, sometimes we're just listening with our ears, but St. Benedict says, listen with the ear of your heart. So listen for a word or a phrase that stands out to you even if it's just slightly, and you're like, oh, I'm sure that's not anything. Yes, that's him. That's him starting to speak. Like, you'll know it's like a little bit of heat or a butterfly or something like, what's that? Like, why that word? You know, you don't, sometimes you don't even know until you learn to kind of listen and meditate. And this gets easier as you do it more. Um, sometimes for me, it's actually something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Like, oh, that's really uncomfortable. The Lord really wants to get like in my heart and know me and love me there. So see how God is trying to catch your attention. He will. He'll try to catch your attention. Part of you, because we are a a society that likes it right now, immediately. I don't know the answer. We're going to Google it. You know, and that's actually, um, in some ways, a little bit unhealthy. Like, the Lord takes his time. He's like this gentle lover. And he just, like, leaves you little, like, sparkles and kisses in different places. And, like, just listen for him. Hear him. Take the time. And you'll be like, okay, I just want to get it done now. No. The Lord doesn't work like that. The Lord doesn't rush. Satan actually rushes. The Lord takes his time. He is a gentleman. He will never force you. He will always be gentle and kind and lead you into his arms. So the Lord is going to talk to you here. What part of this really kind of like makes your heart warm or gives a butterfly or just like makes you question something? I'm going to read it a little bit slower. It's the same Bible verse. I will go before you. And level the mountains. Bronze doors I will shatter. Iron bars I will snap. I will give you treasures of darkness, riches hidden away, that you may know I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. So we know that um, Isaiah's ministry focuses on trying to get God's people to trust in God, in the faith to trust in God, in the face of a terrible threat of invasion. There's a lot of political stuff going on, and people are scared. They're worried. Um, There's distress. There's so much fear. 
And so I want you to imagine yourself within that scene, like knowing with the political distrust and their fear and their worry, and it was probably hot at the time. And and think to yourself, what do you feel? Imagine yourself within that scene. What do you see? Who is there with you? Sometimes I'll read a Bible verse, I'll have someone who's with me, and I'm like, what are you doing there? Like someone in my head, and it's like, the Lord wants me to pray with this person. What's the landscape look like? What's the temperature? Do you smell anything? Once in a while, the Lord will give me a smell. What are you doing? Are you sitting, reclining, walking? What are you doing? So imagine yourself within this scene. I'm going to read it again. And you'll be like, Mary Jo, you're reading this so many times. I know. It's savoring it. This is actually so good. And once you understand the joy and the all the love that comes from his word, you will be like, how was I not doing this before? I will go before you and level the mountains. Bronze doors, I will shatter. Iron bars, I will snap. I will give you treasures of darkness, riches hidden away, that you may know I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. And so when you hear that word or phrase that sticks out, we ask the questions regarding that word. And that's called reflection. That's when we're reflecting. And we meditate on whatever seized our attention. And so I'll just give you an example in case you're like new at this. What really seized my attention was, I will go before you. I often feel alone. It sounds crazy. I think that's probably why I had so many kids, but the enemy tells me, Mary Jo, you're alone. There's no one there to help you. You have to do it all yourself. And so like knowing that the Lord is saying to me, I will go before you, Mary Jo, like he's there with me, that I am not alone. He is there with me. And so what does he say to you? What's he saying to you in there? And then you just have to kind of to kind of go with that. Like when you're reading that, does it create any questions in your mind? Did you receive comfort? I did. I received comfort. Are there any promises that you're going to claim? I claimed a promise. He goes before me. Is he directing you to obey anything? Any sins that you need to reject? Any praises that you want to sing? So that's all a part of our reflection. So we read, we reflect, you get the first two steps done. And now is our time to respond. Then we just say, do we talk to God about how our heart has moved? So I'm just going to like bring you in on my conversation with God. Father, I just praise you for letting me hear your words saying that you go before me. I struggle with feeling alone and I needed to have your consolation today. And I thank you for giving it to me in your word. And I just claim the promise that you are always there walking before me. I'm never alone. You are with me. And when you talk to him, talk to him like you would a beloved and trusted friend or parent. He is a good father and Jesus calls you his friend, you know, so you can have these conversations with him. Sometimes I yell at him, like if I'm really struggling, sometimes yell and he takes it because he just loves me anyways. And then part of the response is like, 
you know, if the Holy Spirit leading you to do something, a big thing in Kingdom Builders, we encourage people to do is write it down, you know, and you can put it in your cell phone if you're a heavy cell phone user, but I feel like we're on screen so much. Use some paper and pen, go buy a pretty notebook, write down where the Holy Spirit's leading you and a resolution or application or claiming the promise. Like I claim the promise that he goes before me always. I claim it. And then ask the Lord, what do you desire with this prayer? Like, what do you desire, Lord, with this prayer? And then you take a moment to remain. And this is the last step of uh, Lexio Divina. You remain with him. And that's where we just rest in God's presence and we let him love us. And this is the love that transforms us. You're not worried about trying to get something done when you're remaining in him. You're not trying to accomplish something. You're just allowing a few minutes to rest in his love. Like um, visualize yourself as like a four-year-old little girl with your head on uh, your heavenly father's chest, maybe just listening to his heartbeat, the consistent heartbeat of your father's chest on your father's chest. And you're just letting him love you there. Remember that when you're spending time with a loved one, someone you're really comfortable with, not every second is filled with saying or doing something. Sometimes it's just being in their presence. And that is super comforting. You know, that's when you're really comfortable with someone, you can feel that. The Psalm from 4611 is, be still and know that I am God. And we are a world obsessed with busyness. I believe it is the greatest lie of the enemy in our time is that busyness. And that is keeping us from the love of the Father. And so take the time to spend with him, to be loved by God. If you want more information, I'll tell you, um, formed uh, your Catholic parish in your area probably has a subscription to Formed, and you just put their code in. And on Formed, they have a podcast called Into the Desert. And I found it to be one of the greatest podcasts that have to do with reading the word. Like, I want to know more about that, and I want to dive in deeper. And so if like this kind of gave you a taste of it and you want more, go to your Formed website, uh, get your parish code. You can call your parish and ask for it and go to Into the Desert. It's very good. Or if you just want a little bit more information, again, our steps are detailed out on the Kingdom Builders website and you can just print it. So some of you may be thinking to yourself, okay, that took a long time. Who has time for that? Like, we're busy people, right? And so I like to compare it to this. And so, you know, my general audience is women. So I'm speaking to women. But if you're a man, you can relate to this. As a woman, if your husband is working a bunch of hours and then on the weekend he's playing golf and then he's doing video games and you know, he's super, super busy and he's doing all these different things. And then on Sunday, he wants to be intimate. Um, how would you feel about that? You know, if he hasn't given you any other time the entire week, and then on Sunday, he wants to be intimate, like, how would that make you feel? We're created for relationship and intimacy. We're created for both. And so when we are, you know, reading the word and we're in God's word every day and we're in relationship with him every day. When we go to mass and receive his body in the Eucharist, that is our intimacy. Like that is, oh my gosh, where everything makes sense again, where we take his body into ours and he just fully infuses himself into us. So making that time to be in relationship, it can be difficult, right? Because our world is obsessed with busyness. You can find so often Catholics who will go to mass simply out of obligation, but they're really, they're not doing anything outside of mass. 
And so when we know when we see Jesus in the Eucharist, it's full intimacy. That's his full intimacy with us. But he also wants to have a daily relationship with us in prayer and then through his word, you know? So it's like falling in love and then receiving him in the Eucharist. To fall in love with God is the greatest romance. To seek him the greatest adventure. To find him the greatest human achievement. That's St. Augustine. I love that. To fall in love with God is the greatest romance. You know, it is. It's a great romance. And that's why when we start to feel the movement of the Holy Spirit, it feels kind of like those first feelings when you fall in love, heat, the Holy Spirit, you know, like, oh, is he looking at me? Yeah, he's looking at you. He's trying to talk to you like you're his child. He wants relationship with you. He does. St. Francis of Assisi, when he was in adoration, he would ask Jesus two questions. And so trying to um, adjust those a little bit for us. Jesus desires to reveal who you are to him, and Jesus desires to reveal who he is to you. So St. Francis of Assisi would say, Father, who am I to you? Father, who are you to me? You know, just to reestablish that depth and relationship. The desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God. We can try to stuff our desires like, oh, I'm sure it's just, I just need to buy a few more things. Oh, I'm sure I just need a glass of wine. Oh, I'm sure I just need this. We can try to confuse the desires with other things. It doesn't work because it's written on the human heart and nothing else will satisfy but him. And God desires to give us so much more. The cool part of like knowing the power in the word and knowing the power of the Eucharist is when both of these things come together. And both of these things come together in the Catholic Mass. And that's where the power lies. St. John Paul II said, This is the wonderful truth, my dear friends. The word that became flesh 2,000 years ago is present today in the Eucharist. You know, he's right there. So that can actually give us a good indication on what we should be doing. If we're not sure what scripture to start with, you know, part of the enemy's tactics are make us indecisive, you know, or to say, oh, I'm sure that's the wrong one. There's no wrong one, first of all. But if you want to start somewhere you're not sure where, start with the scriptures that are going to be proclaimed at the upcoming mass. Start with those. And you can think to yourself, well, I don't know where, where to find those. Is where, where do I find them? And you can find them at usccb.org and that stands for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops or just probably types you know into your computer mass readings um, there's also lots of different apps that you can get for your phone um, and when you start praying with the word before you get to mass if you've ever thought to yourself mass is boring it's because you've not prepped when you come into the mass after being in relationship with him through his word and you hear that word proclaimed and hear the priest speak, everything will change. You will think, this is why I'm Catholic, because that, my friends, is awesome. And that's what the Lord really wants to do. He wants all of that stuff to come to culmination where we can like hear people say, like, um, the Catholic Church is a sleeping giant. It's true, because most people are asleep. They don't understand the power that's right there. And the Lord wants to awaken us. Like He wants to hear the ground tremble 
with the Catholics awakening from their sleep and claiming His Word and falling in love with Him and hearing His Holy Spirit speak to them through the Word and going to Mass and receiving the Eucharist, we have all these gifts in our church. It's just up to us to claim them. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.